Donald Jeffries. Donald Jeffries. Author of Hidden History and Survival of the Richest. Host of the Donald Jeffries Show. Billy Ray Valentine. Billy Ray Valentine. Host of the Infinite Fringe Podcast. Researcher, truth seeker from the Bronx, New York. Tony Arterburn. Tony Arterburn. Radio host, combat veteran, precious metals analyst, and alt historian. Together, they take on the headlines of the week, decode the disinformation, and plow through the mainstream propaganda. Unauthorized, unscripted, and unintimidated. Unintimidated? This is America Unplugged. Hey, what is going on, everybody? How's everybody doing today? It is America Unplugged right here on Rockfin, AmericaUnplugged.com. You know where you can find us. My name is Billy Ray Valentine, and I'm joined by the usual suspects and a very special guest, ladies and gents. Tony Arterburn, what's up, buddy? How you doing? You're going to zip on that? You, I, I know I caught you at the wrong time. There he goes. Let him sip on it real quick. It's the David Knight mug. I do this for good luck. Uh, yeah, I just changed the name of Wise Wolf Gold and Silver to Wise Wolf Gold and Silver and Gas Stoves. I want to get in on the future of commodities and short supply. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Mr. Don Jeffries, how are you? Glad to be here with you guys every Saturday. Good to see uh, Guard Goldsmith as a special guest star. Uh, always look forward to discussing the madness of our world every week with you guys. All right, right. And Mr. Guard Goldsmith, join me on the fringe this week. I asked him to come on here and uh, and talk to us here on America Unplugged. He's always in the chat anyway, so I'm like, hey. Come come down and join us. What's up, Mr. Goldsmith? How you doing? Hey, thanks again, man. That was fantastic, Billy Ray. I had such a good time. And uh, thanks for letting me join you guys today. I, I, I'm glad you don't have like smell arama or whatever, because, you know, my my hands are covered with very expensive gasoline. I'm trying to destroy the documents in my garage. <laughs> so I don't want to burn my Corvette, my little red Corvette, though. You know? go, go ahead. Go ahead and burn those. Don't let us stop. Go ahead and take care of that. We don't want them to be found later on. Um, all right. So uh, we, we got some stuff to talk about this week, ladies and gents. I certainly want to talk about Brazil and, and what's going on over there. And I did it with, with guard a little bit on the fringe. I'm going to talk to Neil Sanders on Tuesday about it. It's going to be uh, incredible, I think, because the parallels. Are there. It's it, In my opinion, it just, it just screams PSYOP. The same names continue to come up. Uh, we, we will talk about it a little bit here and get... Uh, the opinions of everyone. We want to talk about the vaccine being linked to um, strokes. Not that we didn't know that, but but you know, the mainstream guard Goldsmith said earlier is catching up uh, to us. So uh, we will discuss it. And of course, Mr. Joe Biden and uh, documents that are you know turning up, popping up all over the place. This is going to be fun, right? Okay, let's start with that. Let's start with Mr. Biden. What's up, uh, Tony? What are you thinking? What's going on with your boy? Well, there are documents popping up all over the place. Well, Actually, sure. it's only ten supposedly. I, I don't. I don't know how right. many. But <laughs> like go the, ahead. the zero hedge article that has the picture outlined and circled behind, uh, behind his Corvette when he's pulling out of the garage. There's a bunch of documents in the back. I don't know if that's real or not, but uh, I think uh, for a long time they've been running a setup uh, trying to get rid of Joe Biden. This was, I think, the plan with uh, Hunter Biden's laptop from 2020. Right. The Republicans didn't use it. Giuliani didn't use it. Nobody used it. Uh, the FBI certainly didn't use it. And That's then, some background noise going on in the background. Is that me? I I don't know. Not me. Don, do you hear, does everybody hear that? Yeah, I hear yeah, it. I've been hearing that too. No, I've got nothing. 
nothing okay. bleeding yeah. out from my side. So. I got my dog walk. My dog. My dog is walking back and forth, but I don't think she's making that much noise. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe it's the boots. here. All right. Cool. Go ahead, Don. It I mean, no, go ahead, uh, uh, Tony. I'm sorry. Finish up. Sorry yeah. for interrupting. Well, no, no problem. Uh, but yeah, looking at looking at Biden, looking back at the laptop. I mean, look, they've used this guy. In my opinion, this is the way out. They're going to bury him with investigations. I mean. Okay, you have to ask yourself, in, in, in a government so corrupt that has no checks and balances, when it starts to balance something, you have to ask yourself why. I mean, mm -hmm. Merrick Garland, if you look at his history going back to the Oklahoma City bombing, which I talked about yesterday on my show, uh, he was the, well, what do they call that, the um, district attorney or the, the part of the Justice Department overseeing that. Uh, and, of course, the total cover-up after Oklahoma City. So he's uh, – and this is deep state, deep state, deep state stuff. And, uh, you know, they have a special counsel now investigating Biden for these documents. But this is going to be the slow rollout. You have uh, Kevin McCarthy taking over as Speaker of the House. Uh, last, you know, last week I talked about him being Mayor McCheese. He's also deep state. Um, so they're going to roll out some investigations that don't mean anything. Right. Just to, to bind – like the little Lilliputians binding down – Joe, but what little, little power he has left, but it's meant to just put a cloud over him so he can be replaced with someone else. And again, they'll do that most likely while he's in office or uh, trending towards the 2024 uh, campaign, in my opinion. I mean, he's done. He's toast. And so this is how they do it. They roll out a death by a thousand cuts and investigations, in my opinion. And what you're about to see is a whole lot of political theater that's surrounding nothing, sound, sound and fury signifying nothing. It's going to be... Um, a fundraising extravaganza for the GOP, but nothing will come out of any substance. <laughs> come donate so we can put this guy behind bars, Joe Biden and his son. We're going to get them both and we're going to lock them up. Let's let's chant together, everyone. Lock them up. We can do it together. I, I know that that's excellent. I'm glad you said that tone because I, I you're going to see all sorts of shit like this. They're going to push it and push it and push it like something's going to happen and nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen, besides, at least in my opinion, besides, you know, um, them demonizing uh, Joe Biden to the point that people don't want him anymore. There's a lot of people that don't want him anymore anyway. You know, so I, I don't understand what this is all about. But whatever. Um, go, go ahead, Don. Tell me what's up. Well, I think what's left of the two party system and there is apparently something left of it. Uh, is is showing its slip is showing here to use an old fashioned expression because once again we see you see the roles are reversed when Trump was found with uh, classified documents at Mar-a-Lago I mean the left was incensed this is horrible this is national security just another reason to go after him and of course the right was saying it's not much about nothing how can they raid his home as if they haven't been doing the, these raids for years now and they supported them. And now the roles are completely reversed. Now the left says, well, yeah, this is, this is different. You know, it's not the same. These are different classified documents, not the same. And of course, that's news. Of course, of course, taking this extra seriously, this is different for them too. So it's, you know, it's, it, this is part of the charade. We go through, again, the one, one party has most of the power now, but this is still the Tweedledum, Tweedledee thing where the partisanship shows up. And I can see, you guys can hear me. I can see my video keeps freezing up again, but um you know, again, I, I don't know, um, as Billy Ray said, I don't think anything will happen. Nothing ever happens pretty much out of these things. And uh, I don't hold out a lot of hope for uh, the Republicans uh, investigate anything significant as well. They may concentrate on Hunter Biden's laptop and 
the least important stuff on it. They'll probably, you know, talk about crack and prostitutes or something, but uh, that's just what happens. And it's, it's, it's uh, to, it's to distract the people. I, I think against real serious things that are going on. And I think uh, to me, I've never understood either side. So upset about leaking documents or classified because there's, there's virtually it should be classified in a free country. I don't think, I think we we had to look at that is why are these things classified? You know, what, what, what is, well, what did Trump had that was classified? What did Biden have that was classified and why was it classified? I would, I would look at it that way instead of concentrating, ah, oh, you were caught with something and who leaked the information, which is what's the difference between a leaker and a whistleblower. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's, it's much ado about nothing. I think. I agree with you. What's up guard. Hey man, I just look at this as, uh, I totally agree that when they said that the when the Biden administration said that they had assigned uh, they were going to have an investigation and Merrick Garland was going to take it was like, well, nobody's going to get any more information unless they do a FOIA request now, you know, because that's that's exactly what's going on. Right. Um, Biden either was set up or he screwed up or he was really corrupt and was trying to hide information. Somebody knew about it. They're using it to le lever leverage against him until he finishes this and you know if he decides he's going to run again then they're going to use it to control him or they'll use it so that he won't run again um so yeah and don you know your point is is spot on um, my friend james bovard wrote a really good piece i think it was day before yesterday and i was going to try to read it on my show last night and i couldn't even get to it i read i read a segment of it uh on i think it was thursday um talking about you know, the larger question is the, the the multiplicity of documents that they're now putting under all these various titles of super secret, double secret, probation secret document and only open it with your decoder ring document, you know, <laughs> yeah. and uh, he's like, you know, it's gone up like six fold. I can't even remember what it was. Um, in fact, I had it open on my tabs. I could probably mention it. But yeah, that's that's one of the things in this supposed land of the free. Why is it that? The government operates so often in secrecy and you know typically speaking there are so many things that they they keep offline anyway you know that it's just it's unbelievable it, it's amazing so i think it is interesting and I, what i think one of the biggest things about this this exposes to me although it doesn't really substantively mean much but i think it once again exposes the difference between real journalists and journalists who are just complete shills especially the more collectivist minded journalists, a lot of the conservative people are correctly calling out the double standards of this, um, whether it's, you know, Fox News or some of my friends at MRC TV. Um, my friend Eric Shiner did a video of all the different clips of these people just poo pooing the Biden document thing. And yet here's what they said about the Trump thing, you know, so it's it's uh, pretty ridiculous. And I, I think it exposes the problem of secrecy. And also the fact that we're really not going to know anything about this. And we can just sort of speculate about what's going to be going on to utilize this and leverage power over over Biden. These are the, the politics of division. It's what it is at the end of the day. Right. And um, and you see the differences between the coverage. Right. And now the right is collectively losing their mind. Right. And, and I don't think. Um, it's, it's manipulation. And I, I mean, to me, it's clear as day. I see the manipulation, I see, but, but I could be wrong, right? So I'm looking at this and, and I see people um, that 
are mildly or, or, or dip their toe into the political sector and, and they are completely and totally manipulated by this saying, look, at, oh, my God, like, you know, uh, we got to, you know, this is uh, such a double standard and all these all the other stuff. Let's if, if we really stop and look at this. Right. I think guard is right for for, for one. I think uh, and Tony, uh, I, I think there's somebody setting up Joe Biden. <laughs> I think they want him to go. Right. Because, I mean, the, the, the convenience of this popping up right now, um, maybe they should have just left it. I mean, the, the rumors of, of Joe Biden running again have picked up. They said that he is going to run again, which I find baffling. And if I was in, you know, the, the, the upper echelons of, of the Democratic Party, I'd be like, hey, we got to do something. Can you go plant some documents in this freaking um, closet or something? I, I'd be all for it. You know, um, but let, let's look at this, right? Like, uh, it's a very different situation from what went on with Donald Trump. Very different, right? But for the right, they got blinders on. They don't care if it's a different situation. They just care. That they just uh, go with the similarities and attack because that's what this is made to do. It's it's a it's a it's a scenario for division. It's a scenario to keep us at each other's throats. And of course, the left is gonna say. Uh, it's it's a difference. First off, it is a different situation, but of course they're going to say it whether it is or isn't because they're going to uh, protect their side and they're going to uh, try to prop up whatever it is that they want to do no matter what. If you, if you look at this, the left is, um, is more united than the right is. Whether, whether the left is, is putting forth a message that we don't agree with, that's one thing, but, but they are together in their message nine times out of ten you know i mean they, they, they have bickerings and there's different sections of it but ultimately they come together to push whatever agenda they want to push right in the republican party it's just all over the place that's what it looks like right now right but let's look at this situation and if you guys disagree with me i'll go around but let's, let's look at this situation with with biden and trump and the, the biggest thing that i notice is that um at least this is what's being reported uh they're, they're being fully cooperative. They're like, oh, we found this here, National Archives. Listen, we got this here. Come come, take it from us and we will talk about it, whatever you want. Trump went months, almost a year, saying he didn't have anything. And his lawyers, you know, they knew that they had some stuff, but then they didn't know that they had other stuff. It was a complete and total mess. And I'm not justifying the raid, you know, because I, I don't think uh, that was a good deal. But that was the basis that they used, right? Because it was like, oh, it's, it's been so long. We've been asking for this thing. They're not cooperating. We're going to go in there and get them, right? More division. And they've succeeded in, in cementing the division between the right and the left. And they continue to cement it leading into 2024, right? And that's what they want. They want people to be invested into this process, they want people to think that they have a choice. This is just my opinion. They want people to think this. And how do you continue to keep these people invested in the process? You have to play out the soap opera, right? You have to do it. You have to get people's emotions in it. You get them emotionally involved. And that's what they've done here. Because most people have no idea what the fuck is going on. So they're just emotionally involved in blue and red. That's it. And that's what we're seeing now, in my opinion. What's up, Tom? 
Well, I prefer uh, former National Security Advisor Sandy Berger's method of just stuffing the documents down your pants while you're in the National Archives and walking out. <laughs> I think, you know, it was, was it, I, I'll have to ask Gard or Don, wasn't it John Stuart Mills that said that the, you know, looking at his country and he said uh, the liberals are the dangerous party and the conservatives are the stupid party. And again, <laughs> you talk about being being uh you know yeah, having the left being on on the same page yeah, and the, the right are all just all over the place that, that seems pretty apropos but see with this story i think what's important is not the who the why the when or the where or, or the documents or what it leads to but why do i know it see that's the thing most of the stories that are coming out are not meant for they have no substance there's nothing behind them there's no there there but they're being put out there for a reason that's what i'm looking yeah. for right the trump document thing Remember when we talked about that? He was lagging in the polls. All of a sudden, the FBI shows up, raids Mar-a-Lago, spends all day there, goes through Melania's underwear and all that stuff. And his polls go you know, crazy and he gets all these donations and people are like, he's back in this. We still have opportunities for him to be a martyr and bump his poll numbers up. I don't know if that's the game they're playing. Uh, but I think all of this is is really, again, it's theater. We uh, the, the news stories that we have to cover this because it means something. It, right. it means something in the sense that I know about it, but not because it happened. And I, I want to talk about really, I think they, this is a, a smokescreen for something else. There's there's a power vacuum going on. There's a, some sort of coup d'etat, some sort of political coup d'etat in some way. And then it has to do, may have to do with the geopolitical ships. It may have to do with war. Uh, these are the things I'm looking at. I mean, you know, they, they had the consumer price index come out and everybody's happy. Because inflation was like, oh, you know, it was 6.5 and now it's 5.9. I'm like, so it's some, some insane number that doesn't really matter. And people are going, oh, this is great. Happy days are here again. And I'm thinking, but yeah, but you already, the, the supply chain's been destroyed. We have, uh, you know, layoffs everywhere. People can't find jobs. I mean, again, paying bills is harder and harder. And energy prices are going up and they want to ban your stoves. I mean, come on. What, oh what is going on here? So I, I don't, I don't know that the, this is anything but political theater. I'll just go back to my original point. I don't know if there's any truth to this, but over here in New York, I think uh, the, the governor tried to sneak in a, a bill that would ban uh, uh, gas stoves. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What yeah. the hell is going on here? Yeah. My yeah. God. You well, know, yeah, Tucker, um, Tucker Carlson had a restaurant tour. I think he was from Brooklyn and uh, as a pizza guy runs a pizza shop, uh, something like that. And uh, the guy was just inflamed. He's, he's like, they they don't even have any idea what is what is behind an endeavor like a restaurant like this. Yeah, they want to ban it on all future uh, construction. You know, right. it's just so stupid. It's crazy. They're gonna yeah. they, and 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 let me tell you something. They're gonna succeed. They may not succeed right away, but they're going to succeed at this. They're gonna yeah. They're gonna they, get rid the of governor them. governor New Jersey, uh, New York. Um, there's a uh, there are a couple other states. I think they're gonna try to do this in Hawaii as well as California. Uh, over the course of the next decade and a half, they want to ban natural gas and oil heat for homes, and because they want everybody on the electric grid that they can control. Yeah. Um, they, they, you know, it's it's incredible. You look at this this idiot in New Jersey. Yeah. They've got no clue, especially in the colder areas. Like to heat your home without something that you can portably move around when the electric grid goes down, there are going to be people dying in storms. Mm -hmm. I mean, we lost power here for a, something like 11 days one time. Uh, it was about a decade ago. And it was really bad. A yeah. lot of people died. It was really, really bad because we have one central power authority and it don't take care of anything, right. you know, because they, they're a government granted monopoly like the Fed. You can't choose anybody else. Agreed.
Agreed. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. Um, do you guys want to move on? Or do you guys, does anybody oh, want to have any, go ahead. I, I was just going to mention, uh, there's one thing I did want to mention, you know, based yes. on what Tony, Tony said. Um, and, and what you, what you said too, Billy Ray, I, I hadn't really thought about this. I think that the one distinction between the Trump delay and the Biden delay that your thought brings up, and I hadn't thought about that. It was an awesome point. And that then gets me thinking if Biden had been out of office and there were a Republican in office, would the Biden people have delayed the same way that the Ooh. Trump people did with lawyers and all sorts of stuff mm. like that? And then right. you go to Tony's thing, which is sort of the more, you know, jujitsu kind of thing. Like, what is is this really kabuki theater? And that that <laughs> makes it even more complicated to figure out, you know? Right, right, right. right. Uh, excellent points. Don, do you have anything to say about this before we move on? No, I, again, I think it's I, I think it's largely a distraction. I can't I can't get I couldn't get interested in something other than the fact that it was interesting. How the right finally wanted to they wanted to know what happened to that anyhow. Is McCarthy going to abolish the FBI? By the way, I, I don't I, that was that was interesting when they did that, but uh, that kinds of dropped off. But that's that was my interest there. This I have interest. I don't understand the core of it and everything. I I just find this is. This is the kind of pablum they always throw out for the masses, and they'll argue about it. I want to know about what the core, what the core, what the Corvette knew, and when they knew it. You know that kind of stuff. It just, it doesn't interest me. I think there are a lot more important things, you know, than that. <laughs> All right, let's talk about something more important. Let's talk a little bit about uh, January sixth and what's going down uh, down in Brazil. Bolsonaro is here in the United States, from what I understand, in Florida, getting medical care for something I don't know. Right, AOC is petitioning that Joe Biden remove him from the country, right? So that's a big difference between Donald Trump and Bolsonaro. At least Donald Trump was there. <laughs> when the whole thing went down, Bolsonaro took off. He's like, I'm leaving. So, you know, in, in Brazil, um, there's been, there was an election and, and Bolsonaro allegedly lost that election. Lula is the new president of, of, of Brazil. And um, uh, the people have rose up and went to the Capitol and attacked it because they feel that uh, the election was rigged. You know, And uh, you, you get the narrative of the election being rigged from Bolsonaro, just like you did from Donald Trump. Same, the same uh, game plan, the same book is being read. The same names are coming up. Steve Bannon is involved. Uh, Bolsonaro's son meets with Steve Bannon on a regular basis. Uh, Ali Alexander is involved. There are, you know, uh, the same names that came up here in the United States with the Stop the Steal stuff is now turning its head in Brazil. And the script is playing out yet again, which leads me to believe in Garden. I spoke about this. It leads me to believe that there's more to this, that this is, this is not an organic thing. Um, I spoke to Neil Sanders briefly, and he talked about that uh, the Brazilian spring was trending online. Almost like the Arab Spring uh, happened uh, well, years ago. It was the same type of deal that was trending online. You know, um, this is a setup, all of it, everything. But it's but why is the thing that I'm trying to think? I'm trying to figure it out. Why are they screwing with our brains? This is what they're doing. They're, it's in my opinion, it's it's like a a giant experiment. You know, and and Steve Bannon and Ali Alexander are pawns in this game, I think, or whatever. But they are the the faces of this experiment. They're the ones that are, are facilitating all of this. And it happened in Brazil. They got the people 
riled up enough to think that the election was stolen to attack the Capitol. And the similarities here, Bolsonaro, Trump, Cambridge Analytica. It's the, the, the that's what they that's the common denominator is Cambridge Analytica here. And these names that keep popping up. So it's I think it's worth a, a discussion. What's up, Tom? Well, I'm told they even had uh, El Senor uh, QAnon Shaman down there. Didn't they have a Buffalo hat guy, too? Yeah, they have a fake uh, QAnon Shaman down there, you know, a knockoff. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, of course, it's not a, a, a mistake and it's not a coincidence. They uh, These things go together. Um, right. You know what's interesting? I've been studying populism and nationalism for the last 20 plus years. Right. And uh, by the time uh, Trump came along in 2016, I thought it was long overdue. I mean, you look around the world. The world is not trending towards central centralization and world government. That's what the banksters are doing. That's what the evil overlords are doing. They're trending towards that. They're trending towards centralization. People are not. There is the the phenomenon of ethno-nationalism all around the globe since the fall of the Soviet Union when it broke mm -hmm. into 16 pieces. I mean, right before Trump, you could see it all over the world popping up. And I think that's what Cam Cambridge Analytica and Donald Trump were for, was to lead that movement into nowhere. The same thing with Brazil. That's why these these patterns repeat themselves. Right. People want populism. People want countries. People right. want borders. Right. People want their culture. But that is what's being denied them. And again, you, you're flushing all these people out politically by giving them false, false hope and false figures. And again, you talked about it, like the whole January 6th thing in our country being a LARP. And I thought that was beautiful because the, 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 the live action role play always ends at the castle. And it's a great way to imprison people without actually having any kind of destruction. It's a great way to to get a database without actually having a real army or a real pushback or real political movements. I think all of this has been a very sophisticated psychological operation yeah. to capture a natural response to globalism and lead it into the garbage. I agree, man. That's a that, that's a that's a hell of an assessment. And it's scary. Because it's kind of working, yes. know, at least at least on, on on some sectors of the population. Guard, what are you thinking? Well, I thought what Tony said was just devastating. I mean, that right. so spot on, dude. Right. Absolutely, Tony. And, you know, the other thing that that sort of jumped into my mind, Billy Ray, when you were going through it was I think some of these guys on the second level down or third level down who are involved with, you know, Cambridge Analytica or Ali Alexander and things like that. They're given these opportunities to connect with these larger organizations because these organizations see that they're good little good little pawns to move around, you know, and um, not to, you know, slight Ali Alexander, but I disagree with what he's doing. And I, I think he's being used. And uh, I think he's using I think he might also think that he's using this to his advantage, which is when they see something like this happen in Brazil, there's there's more money to be made there to say, mm -hmm. hey, we're the guys who helped lead this in the United States, the stop the steel thing in the United States. We already know how this is done. We we worked really hard on this. We've experienced such hardships and we're gonna now start getting in touch with different people in Brazil who feel the same way. We can bring our expertise to you right, and man. just give us some money. You know, so that might be another part of it for some of the lower rung guys because they're you know they want to keep their income coming in. So hey, we've got a whole new field now that's ripe for the picking down in Brazil. Excellent point. Excellent point. That's another one that, that I, I didn't really think of and I should have. That's an excellent point. Um, and Ali Alexander looks at himself as some sort of savior. Like he says, like in the future, when when uh, 
when he's long and gone, that generations are going to look at him like an Abraham Lincoln or like a like a like a Martin Luther King. I mean, he literally said this. Now, I, I don't know who he used. I think he used Abraham Lincoln. I forget. But he literally said that he was going to be looked at in that way. Like, well, how delusional are you? In what world do you live? You know, like I'm like, you got you, you go on InfoWars and, and, and you lose your mind about that. Like, I mean, come on, bro. Like, you're, you're not any of you. You're going to be looked at as a crazy maniac. That's how that's how you're going to be looked at. Lord willing. Anyway, who knows with this bizarro world? Don, do you have anything to say? Uh Oh, there he is. Yeah. First of all, shout out to the lovely Georgia Ann Brown. I see her on YouTube. Nice to have her. See you, George Ann. Uh, yeah, you know, I think that it's first of all, it's interesting that AOC, I guess she found a Hispanic technically that she didn't want to be in America in Bolsonaro. So I, I, apparently, every, everyone criminals or anything, but Bolsonaro, no, no, he, he's got to go. So she's apparently for deporting this one guy at least. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, you know, again, I don't know anything about Bolsonaro other than he's labeled, he labels himself a populist. Um, which is a good thing. I'm a populist. Uh, I think it's interesting that the world, as Tony says, the the people are finally coming to understand that populist answers, those are the only answers possible. Liberalism, conservatism is, is dead at this point. Populism is the way. Power to the people. To get rid of uh, uh, power concentrated anywhere is a bad thing. That's what populism preaches. But we saw what happened. You know, I'm always saying that all, the only thing we have here in this country are our numbers. We outnumber them but they had millions of people marching in brazil they get up in the their, their their version of the fema camps from what i understand uh just as you had lots of people in germany you had lots of people in france that were lots more than had here and nothing happened so i, I don't know what it's going to say uh there's a huge dichotomy between what most people instinctively want most people instinctively know that, uh, that the politicians are corrupt and that uh, you sh should, they shouldn't have too much power and they shouldn't be voting themselves pay raises and that we shouldn't be giving, you know, however many billions we've given to the Ukraine when our own uh, cities are collapsing and people are crapping in the street, that they know that. But they don't seem able to do anything about it. If they're either too stupid to vote for the right candidates, and often they aren't, or it's completely fraudulent gets done. And so I, I don't know if there will ever reach a tipping point, but it looks like Brazil reached a tipping point. And I don't know what happened there. I thought they said, you know, Bolsonaro had the military on his side and everything. It didn't, I don't know that much about it, but I, that they seem to think that would happen. But I suspect that uh, if Bolsonaro had been a, to a rally the military, or whatever, then you would have had the Biden administration probably there, I guess, to put the other guy in power. From what I understand, I know nothing about it other than what I hear. The right wing claims that this guy was in prison, the guy that's the president now. And this, some some court, a Supreme Court of Brazil or something, just released him so he could run office. I, it sounds like worse than a lot of our candidates. That's pretty bad. So I, I don't did the people really elect him over Bolsonaro. I don't know. But again, Bolsonaro was one of the most vocal people. And I'll have this in my book coming up about the pandemic. Bolsonaro was one of the most vocal people against mandating vaccines. And I don't think he ever got the vaccine. And uh, I've got a list of people in, you know, Nigeria and places like that, that, that the ones that were anti, you know, vaccine, a lot of them were dead. Mm. Bolsonaro is apparently dead politically now. So I, I believe there's connection there.
And uh, you know, other than that, I, I know nothing, but it's, uh, it's uh, you know, we have our own problem. But, uh, you know, I, I think that AOC should be consistent, though, and uh, allow anyone who wants to come here to come here, no questions asked. I mean, that's <laughs> isn't that the policy, but apparently not for Bolsonaro. So be consistent. Not, not for <laughs> Excellent. Excellent points by Don Jeffries, as usual. That's dope. Um, uh, I, I will say this, man. I, I think, um, you know, uh, with uh, with Bolsonaro and with Trump, they are not accurate representations of nationalism, you know, and, and I think um, Tone mentioned it once. And correct me if I'm wrong, man, but you're like, you know, it, it, um a Donald Trump and a Bolsonaro, maybe, you know, they've been allowed to do what they do under the banner of nationalism to give nationalism a bad name, right? And and to steer people in that direction. Tony, I want your thoughts on this because I, I remember having a discussion with you when you brought it up to me. I don't know if if I'm if I'm putting words in your mouth, so please please correct me. But um, ultimately, I agreed with that. You know, I I don't think Trump is any. He, he has a lot of lip service. He talks a good game, but what has he really done? And Bolsonaro, what has he done? All they've done is demonize nationalism, made nationalism look like crackpot politics. That's what they've made it look like, a crackpot idea, you know, um, in my opinion, again. Um, but uh, tell me tell me different, and then I'll go to the rest of the panel. What's up, Tom? Well, I don't know much about Bolsonaro other than the headlines. I've never done a deep dive on him. I think he comes out of the military, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and you can correct me if I'm I'm wrong on that. But I, I look at uh, the nationalist movement, populist movements around the world have been hijacked, in my opinion. Donald Trump's heart was never in this. The words, you look at the 2016 campaign. It was, again, there was a lot of mistakes made. But towards the end, the, the rhetoric he got, and of course, Steve Bannon came in that the commercial that they ran that was two minutes long. It was, I mean, just brilliant on hitting the hitting hard that the elites have trillions on the line. This is all about bringing us back. You know, we've been sold out. We've been screwed over, which was true. The America's soul have been pawned off by the elites. We've been we've been slated for destruction, a controlled demolition. Everybody knew everybody could feel it. You could feel the energy go out of America. You could feel because, again, when you run your last trade deficit or, or trade surplus in 1974 and the country's built on manufacturing, people start to take notice some years later when you were like, wait, all these plants closing. There's a reason why we call it the Rust Belt. So everybody knew that, you know, like I, my dollar doesn't go as far anymore. We seem to have, we can't we can't really project power anymore militarily. What's the one? We're, we're invading all these countries, but we can't hold anything. What's the point of all of this? And, and, of course, the politics and the massive deficits, everybody knew, right? So, again, Donald Trump was a response to that. You know what? Nationalism does work, by the way. Hypernationalism works. Ask the Chinese. They took our old playbook with tariffs and, and keeping their debt out and, and, and investing in infrastructure and all that. They did that. They took our old playbook aside. We didn't do, you know, <laughs> mobile organ harvesting bans. They made that one up. Um, but they, they took our old playbook on on economic nationalism and ran with it, and it worked. But these other leaders, and I, you look at Boston, it just makes it it makes a, it puts the face on nationalism. So it's incompetent. Oh, it's fringe. Oh, it's crazy. Oh, it does. You know, again, it bankrupts the economy. I mean, Trump again. He ran on all these things and did the opposite. We, he, he talked about how rigged the stock market was. He talked about the Fed, and then he came in and he, you know he BlackRock filtering into the Fed, and he, uh, he touted his own stock market. All these mistakes. And again, the 2020 lockdown. So it makes that's what they wanted to pin that on 
nationalism, which populism nationalism would have thrown off all that. And we'd be back to work by now. Guard, what's up, buddy? Well, you know, I, I, Bolsonaro, I, I've sort of seen as possibly more authentic than Trump. And uh, I'm glad that uh, Don brought up the fact that he, he totally poo-pooed the jabs. And um, that's a big deal. And uh, other leaders who have poo-pooed the jabs, appropriately so, and exposed the Cowabunga 19 PCR tests as being bogus are no longer with us. And they didn't die of Cowabunga 19. They died of other causes, unnatural causes. Uh, but I think Bolsonaro's attempt, anybody's attempt to try to get Bolsonaro back in it, I mean, it's, it's quixotic. You know, I mean, it's like, I am I, Bolsonaro, the Lord of Brasilia, you know, um, and it's 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 just not going to happen. You know, you're tilting at Wilton windmills there. Um, but it, it, it does get me thinking about, you know, what is the personality of, of Bolsonaro? Is he authentic? Uh, is he part of the larger schema to, as I think Tony really adroitly put, to uh, derail the populist nationalist movements that are out there. And if there's one thing that they want to derail, it's any opposition to the central banker demonology deep state plan to try to control the international banking system and the monetary system, the carbon output and our food and our travel and our communications, everything essentially. <laughs> No, I, I agree with all that, man. I really do. Well, I don't know how authentic Bolsonaro is. I, well, maybe he is authentically crazy. Uh, I'll go with that. Um, maybe he is authentically what he what he shows himself to be. Um, but I think he might be mind colonized. I, I think uh, he wanted to mirror Donald Trump as closely as possible. Uh, and he has done that even to a, a larger degree. Because he did, um, you know, had a hard stop on the vaccines. Nope, not doing it. I'm not doing it. It's over. You know, um, as for Trump, who was the father of this vaccine here in the United States. which is So it's a very different thing. All right, Don, we're going to get your thoughts and then we're going to move on. Go ahead, Don. Yeah, and I think you're right. There, there, there is a. I mean, I don't. I don't know much about. The only thing I know about Bolsonaro is, that, but you know, he could be like Trump. Uh, if, if we were, if you were in America, and you you looked at the way the establishment views Trump, then you would assume, oh wow, this guy's dangerous to the establishment. If you if you didn't understand that he wasn't actually ever doing anything, so maybe Bolsonaro is that way too. I don't know, but I know the establishment hated him, and maybe a lot of it had to do with his stance against the vaccine. So I typically pay attention to people that get all that negative vibes. Now, in Trump's case, we were able because we're right here seeing it. OK, at some point, you know, this, this is a guy. And, I, and in my book, on the, I'll have, you know, it's just astounding. <laughs> this, the guy he would the, he would bounce back and forth, sometimes taking, you know, all, all you know, different positions on the vaccine and battling. I mean, this is a guy who retweeted on more than one occasion calls from people on Twitter to fire Fauci. But, but and then he would the same day talk about how much he liked Fauci. I mean, this so this I, I don't think there's any way even to analyze what Trump's. I don't know about Bolsonaro. I know nothing about him other than the vaccine. The fact that the election sounds like millions of people there were upset. Maybe they're all disgruntled uh, Bolsonaro uh, uh, supporters. Maybe they're all poor sports. I don't know. 
But at this time, I think there's a sense around the world in Brazil as America that, that the people running things are not honest. And it's like if you're playing a game, you know, you're playing a basketball game and the other team gets 30 more free throws than you do. You know, you're not going to think it's a fair match. You know, you're going to say, well, okay, but, you know, the rest are on their side. That's the problem is in the, in the, the people, the populist type of sentiment out there to some degree that wants to change things, that wants to reform things and understands that corruption is everywhere, that wants to get rid of career politicians and all that. They're frustrated because they don't seem to be able to do that. If Bolsonaro was that guy, I, I guess he didn't get it done in Brazil. And we know Trump didn't get it done here. So that's the problem is that there, there doesn't appear to be any genuine candidates out there that are allowed to rise up and represent what seems to be the will of uh, millions of people. Right, right. Okay. That's, um, uh, that's dope. Uh, good analysis all the way around. I, I think that, you know, um, that most of the people on earth that think that there's something wrong with the way things are run and that we can't trust those people that are in charge, I think they got those ideas from the people that are in charge, if that makes any sense. Uh, and, and that doesn't necessarily mean the people in the alternative media, although many of us have gotten those ideas from that source. And that's what scares me. Right. It's it, these ideas are coming from the people that are in charge. They're uh, uh, reintroducing that and or 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 introducing it in a different type of way that benefits their agenda overall. It's what I'm seeing with a, with a with a tactic like Cambridge Analytica and what they were able to pull off or the SEL group that they've been doing this for some time. You know, um, it, it looks like manipulation from the manipulators to to get people motivated, but use that motivation and use that power that the people have and just shift it to fulfill their own goals and their own needs. And while it may look like a, an uprising, it may look like people are finally getting it. When they get it, where are they putting it forth? What, what are they applying that, that uh, energy towards? You know, and, and it, it seems to me, at least here in the United States, and it looks like in Brazil, it's being applied back to the system built by the controller. That's the way it looks like to me. Um, I could be wrong. We will uh, do a deep dive with Neil Sanders on the Infinite Fringe. So check that uh, next Tuesday. It'll drop at some point, pr probably at night. Uh, and, and we'll talk about it just a little bit further. Um, but it's something we need to keep an eye on it, it, because it's all of this is coming from one place <laughs> and that place isn't a good one. It's coming from Mordor pretty much, man. All right. right. Let's do another one. Let's do another one. Uh, the vaccine. We already know this and we spoke about it with a, a little bit uh, in regards to Bolsonaro. But um, uh, there is an article that was put out put out by Politico and uh, several other uh mainstream media outlets talking about how uh, the Pfizer vaccine is now linked to strokes in people over 65 years of age. Now, it's already started. People are coming out. By people, I mean publications and mainstream, mainstream entities are coming out and defending this and saying that it's highly unlikely that this is a thing. But the FDA, uh, uh, the CDC and the FDA have come out and said that there is a link. It's just a small one. Not that bad. 
You know, and this is how they say these things over and over again. How, how would they even know if every time we say maybe this has something to do with the vaccine when somebody's falling dead? They're like, oh, that's crazy conspiracy theory. It's crazy. There's no need to look over there. Just look over here. It's what they tell us. They redirect us all the time. But uh, they still uh, put out, you know, um, relationships like this between a vaccine and stroke in people over 65. I would say that it's uh, very likely that it's in people over freaking 25, you know, <laughs> that that this is a thing. Um, but anyway, what's up, Tone? What are you thinking about it? Well, they're catching up with their revelation of the method points. Mm. You have two things going on at once, gentlemen. You have uh, the CDC voting 15 to 0 to add COVID-19 vaccine to the forced childhood mandatory vaccines in schools. And then you also have these organizations and uh, other you know, journalists and people coming out in the mainstream saying, oh, well, it could be linked to myocardial. We're, we're, we're using that word now. We're going to say this as a correlation. Again, two things going on at once. People know there's national consciousness. I think that's a real thing, um, kind of in a Jungian spirit. But th that happens. I think people start to realize there's something wrong here, but you have the powers that be that doing both at the same time. The military just dropped its mandatory COVID-19 uh, jab rule, but all the damage has already been done. They got like 90% of the force vaccinated, and the people that refused it are getting out being kicked out so the job the job was done it's a task complete you know right. all the they'll figure out a new something new to give all the, the new recruits eventually right they they talked about doing like an all-in-one flu mrna combo cocktail thing i don't know but i think this is related uh and again um we're somewhere way ahead in the spars simulation of 2017 and the johns hopkins i mean of all the simulations to me that's the one that made the most sense for timelines of how this is all going to play out we could be on the cusp of um, a lot of pushback and and lawsuits, which I hope happen. I pray that those happen. I want massive lawsuits all over the country. All the corporations who mandated this without, again, without the safety the safety line of the Biden executive order that never existed. It never existed, and people thought it, it did. The, right. The, administration came out and said that it did basically without without really saying it. there is no order and these corporations like southwest airlines whose ceo is a part of the world economic forum jumped on it and those pilots pushed back but again that happened all over the country and all people lost their jobs their livelihood i mean they were again there's probably bankruptcies all over the place because they couldn't work those people those corporations need to get that's coming i think that's coming uh but again this is the the beginning of that Okay. What's up, guard? Yeah, um, Tony, I'm so glad that you brought up the CDC voting 15 to 0. Uh, there's so many things that have happened that oftentimes, because the, 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 the information stream flows so quickly, there's so much data in the stream that bringing up things like that to jog the memory to remember, look what this central government, completely unconstitutional agency has already done, and the way that they're hooked in with the school systems that inspires this anti-federalist idea of the government sending money to states and if they don't conform then the states aren't going to get say their highway money 
and 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 it's already bad enough if the states don't conform to things like Title IX and other sorts of uh, federal regulations within the education department. So it opens, it allows people to un, unpeel the onion, to peel the onion, I should say, and start to see all the other areas where they apply mandates and regulations and carrot and stick incentives to screw with people on a lower level and people's families. And um, I, I, you, you guys brought up uh, this this information about the stroke thing, Billy Ray, it, it blows my mind that, you know, they're saying, well, it's a very small number. It's like, look, first of all, this was not given the typical long term examination, right. this mRNA. So we don't know even something that starts off long. You've got to watch over time because this is what happens when you do long term studies. You see whether or not. <laughs> these small right, right. numbers start to grow into larger and larger numbers. Right. And you start to be able to distinguish between what is a natural outcome of a person or what could be actually caused by the jab. And Ed Dowd, the former BlackRock uh, analyst who came out and spoke out about what he was noticing within the insurance industry and how there was a really strong correlation between this uptick in deaths and this jab introduction uh his new book is phenomenal from uh, rfk juniors group the children's health defense because he goes all through those numbers nation by nation yeah. and he shows all the similarities so to claim that this is just a a tiny thing is first it's only one of the many 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 problems i'm sure you guys have seen that spoof video oh yeah i think i sent it off to, you, to both you guys you, you probably already saw, saw it, billy ray and tony you know that spoof video about the have you been suffering from a coincidence? You know, come to the coincidence center. We won't actually diagnose the problem at all. You know, we'll say it was, of course, a coincidence. Right. So, you know, they can't keep getting away with this. Um, I think for a while when it was older people running into the, a lot of the problems, they could say, oh, well, you know, they could ascribe it to something else. But when you've got athletes dropping on camera, when you've got so many different actors and actresses and rock and rollers and people like that, and, you know, major uh, celebrity figures who are dying, people who are passing out on television live um, that gets hopefully people uh, will wake up to this. But I have to say, going back to the to the Biden papers thing and the Bolsonaro thing, but particularly the Biden papers thing, perfect distractions. You know, these are these are the kinds of things that if people really want to be focused on wrongdoing, They've got to make sure that they remain aware. It doesn't mean that they have to exclude all the other things, but they got to remain aware of the wrongdoing that was done to us starting in late 2019, early 2020, but even preceding that with dark winter and all sorts of things going back decades that led up and, and allowed these people to start testing their lockdown precedents and start testing their jab mandate precedents and their incredible fascism with this pharmaceutical industry. So people are having their eyes drawn away from the ball, I think, here in this basketball game, and somebody's going to dunk on them, you know? Very good. Very good. I agree. Don, what's up? We're going to give you the uh, final thoughts here. You're talking to me? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, um, I think, again, this is this goes back to this. This was planned. Every bit of it was planned. And I'll show that in my book. It goes back to at least the dark winter tabletop exercise like 20 years ago. And they've had several five or six similar. Uh, they were all they were talking about this again for decades. They were talking about a, a virus coming out of China. It always came out of China. 
what was going to be the reaction to it. And they were drooling. Bill Gates and the eugenicists were drooling over getting a vaccine to respond to it. And this is, you're seeing the culling of the herd. This is what they wanted to do for a long time. And uh, they're doing it. They're culling the, the herd. People, the, the Republicans, the Rand Paul and people like that that are grilling uh, Fauci and people about what was in the Wuhan lab. There's some crazy stuff there, gain of function research, but that's not the bioweapon. The bioweapon is the vaccine. And that's what people need to understand to save us from this. They want to kill millions. They can't stop themselves from saying it. For Prince Philip, you know, do occasions, you know, what kind of a normal person, let alone a prince, when you ask him, hey, you know, uh, you want to be reincarnated, what would you like to come back as? You know, some of us might say, oh, I'd like to be Warren Beatty, you know, and squat through Hollywood or something. No, this guy wants to be a virus. Two different occasions. I want millions of people. Uh, this is their mindset. Bill Gates still talking. And Bill Gates is apparently now wanting to vaccinate all the animals. So that people like us that don't want to do it, it will be in the food supply. And we won't be able to stop it. So, uh, And the, the gas stove thing has a lot to do with it because they want, they're putting all the controls on it. And they can't, I guess they can't remotely shut down gas stoves, but they can with the electric grid. So I, this is that, and all, all you need to know about, they're, they're, they're starting to gradually reveal some of the stuff that most of us have known. They had a recent peer review studied, at, not a conspiracy theorist, peer reviewed doctors in Italy that uh, found, they examined the blood of vaccinated people, thousands of people. They found 94% of those who had been vaccinated had what they called abnormal blood. And by abnormal, they meant a man-made and metallic objects of blood, 94%. And that's the reality we're facing. That's the people that got the jab have got that. And it's going to be a hard truth for people, especially because they've demonized people like us. But that's the reality. This was all planned. There's nothing random about it. I don't know what the end game is, other than maybe they'll eventually kill as many people as want. But uh it's a, this is a bad science fiction film. Tone, can you take it for a second, buddy? You got it, brother. Well, we're just about right here at the end. Uh, I want to make sure that everybody gets a chance to shout out their websites and tell people where they can find you all that good stuff. Gar, we'll start with you. Oh, well, thanks, Tone. And by the way, I am uh, using my... Uh, my David Knight pen to write down some of these things to remind myself because Don bringing up that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it, it only puts out the truth. The ink is truth in this, the David <laughs> Knight pen. Right. It won't write, yeah. it won't write lies. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. So if people want to find me, um, let's see, uh, probably the best thing to do is um, you can uh, go to my at uh, guard Goldsmith on Twitter. And then the Substack is Gardner Goldsmith Substack. And I give updates over there. And if they want to watch the show, the live show that I got to start up, uh, thanks to you, Tony, very much for your uh, technical and, and encouragement advice. And also, Billy Ray, uh, you've been awesome. And Don, I, I, I got to send something to you I think you're going to enjoy for your books. Uh, it, it's, I'll tell you about it later. But if people want to find my live show, uh, right now we're, we're going Monday through Friday from 6 to 7.30 on Rockfin and Twitter. We're going to open it up on Odyssey and rumble as well it's liberty conspiracy so go over to rockfin check it out liberty conspiracy you can find the liberty conspiracy channel on odyssey and BitChute and on rumble and we might there is one on youtube we might start opening that up for some of the live streams and occasional videos as well depends i gotta check out how censorious they are 
And then generally other other things is mrctv.org. I do at, at least three articles often. Uh, I think this week I did like six for them. I think I wrote four in a day. Uh, mm. It was like 4,000 words. It was insane on Sunday because um, there's so much going on. So mrctv.org is the Media Research Center. I have a contract with them to do work for them. And then um, doing my other work with, uh, you know, Rockfin and stuff with Liberty Conspiracy, just starting that up on my own. Uh, so they're awesome. And they have a YouTube channel and our MRC TV. And uh, yeah. And then I've got fiction on Amazon. Just look my name up. Fantastic. Tone, what's up, buddy? Thank you for filling in there for a second. My son was taking Absolutely. I was going to let, let Don tell people where he uh, can be found, all his good stuff, any projects, Substack, all that good stuff. Don, plug away. What's up, Don? Yeah, well, I, my, my website is Donald Jeffries Media. Um, stack I write there regularly is donaldjeffries.substack.com. Um, I'm writing a lot about the, you know, getting some good response there. It's growing. Unlike the shadow band that's on me on social media, Substack apparently is, is, is unfettered. So it's nice to have one platform that they can't uh, stop you from growing. Uh, Twitter is at Don Jeffries. Always need more followers if they allow it. But again, the shadow band there. And uh, I have books coming out. The, the book about the pandemic tentative title masking the truth i'm just putting the finishing touches on it i got the legendary researcher chris graves helping out a lot with that we're trying to tie up some last minute things i want to get it completely right uh, tell the whole story which you won't be able to do because it's ongoing but uh, that'll be coming out soon i'm here to let people uh, know about that all right beautiful it's your turn tone Yep. Well, you can find me at arterburn.news. It's my website. I just made a few upgrades on there and uh, we've got some, we've got some stuff coming out as well on the store that I'm building on there. So all of us can have our products in one place. You can find, well, I'm going to, I'll announce the URL next week possibly, but we'll be, have some America unplugged merch and all that good stuff. Uh, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver is the sponsor, proud sponsor of this uh, program. We ship nationwide. No order is too small. We don't have a minimum. We're not like a lot of these 1-800 numbers that you call and they get mad if you don't have $10,000. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have Wolfpack, which is uh, growing, and I'm really excited about that. That we've, uh, We have far exceeded my expectations already, so um, I'm, I'm building some infrastructure for Wolfpack.gold. It's a membership program, monthly membership. You get all the medals for your membership, but you also get access to a lot more. Uh, we just added the Sage Wolf program, so go check that out. Uh, I got my first Sage Wolf this morning. I'll have Dope. to. I, I was excited to see that. So it's five different levels. Starts at fifty bucks. Uh, you can get in on the Lone Wolf package, and uh, again, uh, you can uh, put on there who you um, heard it from, and we can give uh, credit to that to that spokesperson. So Wolfpack.gold. We uh, we're a proud sponsor of America Unplugged. That's amazing, brother. Congratulations on all that. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. You can find me at theinfinitefringe.podbeam.com, The Infinite Fringe on Apple Podcasts. Like I said, I just had Guard Goldsmith on, and, uh, and we put together an episode next week, Tuesday. Neil Sanders, after that, John Brissom. We're going to talk about Palantir. It's going to be interesting. You want to tune in for that. Um, and like I said, I got six months worth of guests. All people you know. Uh, but that's the way we're going to do it. That's the, the way we're going to keep it until further notice over at the Infinite Fringe. And thank you for coming on. Thank you for listening uh, week after week after week. Right here, America Unplugged on Rockfin, America Unplugged uh, on AmericaUnplugged.com. Go over there and check that out, AmericaUnpluggedRadio.com or on Apple Podcasts. Anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find it. Give it a rating. You know, uh, you get Don stuff there as well. You know, uh, and that's it. That's all we got right now. Um, it's a good thing, though. Until next week, Lord willing, 
Garden, thank you for joining us. Everybody in the chat, what's up? Mandir, I saw you. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Colin, happy birthday to your little boy. What's up to the Knights of the Storm? I saw the episode this morning. I saw the dude Harps down there talking about guns and all that. You should get Tone to talk about guns. He knows quite a bit about that. Uh, everybody else in the chat, man, we love you guys. I'm sorry I didn't go through it. I got some tips. Thank you for the people who left us tips. And, uh, and that's it. We will do it next week again, Lord willing. Tone, play us out. Don't burn the place down while we're gone. Take it easy now.